Ladies and gentlemen, thank you again for listening to the God, Guns, and Family podcast. We really appreciate it. Today's episode, um, we're talking a little bit about safety and security and some protection. So all-encompassing, all for those of you who are uh, you know, of that protector mindset, and for those of you who, um, you know, who, let's say, go to church and decide that um, you're going to carry your gun in church, it's not necessarily a bad thing, but check your local laws and make sure you check with the church rules to make sure that you're allowed to do that. Um, just a little things to kind of consider uh, in your everyday life uh, with uh, protection and personal security, stuff like that. So hope you guys enjoy. And um, yeah, check you later. What's up, y'all? I don't know why it doesn't do the end part of there. I don't know. If you just listen oh. to it, it's uh, it works fine. It's so it's so wacky, bro. Well, welcome to the God Guns and Family podcast. We're excited that you guys are hanging out with us again. Just two yes. weirdos talking about Jesus and awesome things as they come. Um, yeah, dude. I, I'm kind of a weirdo, but it's okay. I've accepted. Yeah, we're both. Accepted. Yeah, we're fairly fairly goofy. Fairly goofy. Yeah, we are. Um, <clears throat> so. What, dude? It just started talking. <laughs> what? Someone's trying to steal what your barbecue? That? That was... <laughs> That's hilarious. The bob and weave. How do, you, how do you evade someone who's trying to steal your barbecue? I don't know. But now I do. Kebab and weave. Oh, snap. That's random, dude. I don't. I, it, that was very weird. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. That was crazy. That was loud oh too. Like it just started popping off in the corner. Of Does me. that not usually work? Is that usually not usually on? It's usually just chilling. That's like what my what uh, my beautiful wife uses for like meetings with like the so team. Oh so yeah. So it's like just hangs out, but it doesn't talk randomly and tell me a joke. Unless that was my wife, and I'm gonna ask her about it because she can like control it on her phone. Oh yeah, that. she probably did that. She probably did jerk, freaking jerk. I'm excited about our topic yeah. today, bro. Yeah, so I wanted to uh, go over it just because it's something that we obviously talk about a lot. Yep, but kind of don't, I guess. Um. So yeah, I don't know. Safety, security, and protection. That's what we talk about, man. Especially in light of like all that's been going on in the last like three weeks or so, month. It's like you had Joel Osteen's church, you know, the incident yeah. at, at Lakeview. Then you turn around and have the whole um, shooting at the the Chiefs parade and all that kind of craziness. So I just it's a topic that needs to be talked about, and uh, I yeah. think we should probably um, continue to talk about it a little more frequently than we do, um, just because. Hey, look around you. The world is different than it was 20 years ago. 
Um, it was different than it was seven years ago. Um, so, but yeah, man, I'm excited about it, bro. We should talk about this more off time. You look like so focused and like you're studying. That's a nice. I was trying to figure out what just, I tried to my monitor up there so I could, so I could not be staring at the computer down here. That's the thing. Bro, you're so fancy with your technology, bro. No, it's just, I try to like, it just makes it easier for me to pay attention to stuff. I mean, I respect that. I have like crazy ADHD, so, you know, I have to like minimize distractions because then i'll like my train of thought will just vaporize and i'll be like the bot the 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 kebab and weave you know like my brain's just off and running in a different direction dude you know the kebab and weave (laughs) that's so weird (laughs) oh man but yeah dude so i think uh this topic is i mean obviously near and dear to our hearts i would uh consider you much more much more a uh, uh, professional than uh, myself in as far as, as um, the level of training you have and as far as firearms obviously um, you more higher than me rank in, in Brazilian jiu-jitsu um, you just been doing it more consistently dude you know so I kind of feel like I'm in the Blair Witch project right now damn that was pretty- <laughs> <laughs> that movie oh, scarred me as a kid bro trying to make it like not look like trash but hold on bro i kind of like the angle you were at before bro it was very uh cinematic you know what i mean with the one on the over to the right <laughs> yeah dude hold on where's this crap there we go here we go there he is there's my friend Ooh. oh yeah hiding it on the back of the monitor there we go there you That's go a little better that's what I got is right above just kind of doing the little gator clippy guy on the on the monitor. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know how well. to adjust it. There we go. That's fine. Okay. There it is. So <clears throat> I think it's just a little easier without the monitor up. Or maybe I can put it up on top of my monitor that's up here. Ooh. Let's try that. Dude, Hold that's up. the bro. You look 10 pounds lighter, bro. Ah, <laughs> there like, it is in the top of my head. That's kind of dumb. Sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> Dude, we're gonna get this square, bro. Eventually, bro. I dig it. Oh, jeez. There we go. Oh, geez. yeah. So, um, I wanted to uh talk about it a little bit since it's something that we oh, great. <laughs> this is crap. Dude, before it was the, the cookie, and now it's uh, now it's yeah, there it is. Is he back? He's back. Yeah, I'm just switching back and forth now. There it is. Annoying. Yeah, so, um, just because, um, there's been a few things, and there was a let me let me find it, but this was there was a Christian school shooting thwarted in Ontario, California. And this was um, recently. This was uh, five days ago. Oh, yeah. So, that's pretty recent. Um, so pretty recent. And um, I thought it was kind of an important thing to talk about. Not like 
that specific one, but just in general. Yeah. Because there's a few things that come up a lot and, um, someone had some, I'm, I'm pretty sure it was a troll, but they basically had said something on the, on the Instagram page and was like, Oh, I'm sure the Prince of peace would love to have his name next to a, with guns talking about it on the something. And I'm like, dude, so hmm. what I responded with was, uh, yeah. let me show, let me, I can't remember exactly what it was, but I bet it was great because I thought it was kind of silly. Like nobody, they, they don't say anything. And then they said, uh, imagine the Prince of Peace reading God, guns and family. And I said, Luke twenty two thirty six, guns are today's swords. Yep. So. You know, um, and we 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 talk about it sometimes, but there are a few uh, additional things that um, I thought we could talk about, like a little bit more in depth, specifically yep. because it's an ongoing thing. Let me make it a little brighter because it's kind of dark. Ah. There you go. Illuminated your face, and the thing froze again. <laughs> Son of a gun! <laughs> yeah, he was trying to troll yeah, hard, dude, but. <sighs> Excuse me. it's all good man yeah and um i just like i'm not sure why anyone would say something like if they don't and i think they just kind of are trying to make it something a little uh what do you call it um what's the term like uh even they're trying to like spark like I don't know, dissension or like trying to make a mockery of like what we're doing. I don't know, man. That's weird. Yeah. My goodness. <laughs> there he goes. Yeah, so, <clears throat> yeah. So I thought it was like um, kind of a thing that we should definitely talk about, but also understand that there is a reason why church security is a thing. Yep. And it's not, I don't want to like just talk about church security specifically, but like in general, right? So, yep. um, like I have it on here. Um, I made, I just like kind of thought about some notes. Um, like first thing is situational awareness, right? Yeah. Not that one. I didn't want to do that. And just kind of being aware, not just, at church but in general like being out and about and just kind yep. of being the being able to kind of understand what the potential what the potentials are you know like yep no matter where you're at like if you're on a plane or um i don't know like whatever it is dude grocery store gas station i mean there is any out to dinner like there yeah. you should be consciously making an assessment of your surroundings all the time. Right. So um, I heard of something that was pretty interesting um, that if you go back and ask victims of violent crime um, directly before the incident in which they were the victim of um, they, every single one of them will say they immediately knew like uh, that there was imminent danger, like their body alerted them to what was happening. And then all of a sudden, it was, it was too late. So situational awareness gives you the fractions of a second to be 
reactive to a potential threat or um, mitigate it entirely. So say if you're out, um, this has just happened to us recently. So um, my part of where I live now is kind of um, is more hood than it used to be um, a few years oh, really? back with, with the, yeah, with the new 202 that's come through, it's brought a lot of transients, has brought a lot of um, just an, an, a tick in, uh, an uptick in crime, um, petty thefts, people's cars being broken into. So we were at the grocery store down the street from my house and um, I had to run to the dollar store. So I pulled into the dollar store real quick to grab something. And on the way out, I noticed a, um, um, a dude, a transient dude that was obviously um, suffering from some sort of mental illness, like whether it was like a psychological break, I don't know what it was, schizophrenia, but dude had like a 12 inch uh, chef's knife, like just waving it around. Okay. Um, and what I really? did was at Safeway, dude. Uh, yeah, right next to Safeway, dude, like in between Safeway and uh, the dollar store, just walking around with like a chef's stabby knife. And, um, I noticed it and immediately rounded up the family, got in between the threat and got into the vehicle as quickly as we could to mitigate the whole family being in the presence of, of, um, of danger or issue. So, um, being situationally aware, not often, it oftentimes is just doing what you need to do to protect your kids, your wife, your family, um, whoever you're with, um, preemptively so you notice something that kind of makes the hair on the back of your neck stand up like hey this is out of this is out of whack this feeling which is the holy spirit like nudging hey be aware of this person um then i can take the appropriate means to um, get my family out of the line of danger or out of away from what is a perceived threat um and i'll always position myself between that and uh, the threat in my family, threat in my kids, whatever the situation, however it breaks, whether I'm with all the kids at the grocery store or I'm with the whole family unit. A lot of times I'll, you know, our code word for our kids is heads up, eyes up, which means yeah. immediately um, what whatever they're doing, they're right next to our side, holding our hand and they're, they're like uh, immediately we'll kind of wedge them between Amanda and I, um, just she's very in tune like women tend to be a little more intuitive than men than men do um just in general um so she'll like immediately she'll get that like predatory or that like instinctual hey this is not right did you see this yes i saw it or no where's it at okay cool let's get away from it um situational awareness buys you um critical moments to make a a decision on how you're going to act or react to a threat. Um, even if it's myself, right. I'm walking into a store, or I'm walking out of church. Um, and a lot of times, um, like even with the church that we're going to now, um, it's in a YMCA. So like I'm consciously, and it's a long hallway. So even when I'm not on safety, um, I'm safety minded. I'm watching exits. I know what's happening in the hallway. I know where my kids are. I know where my wife is. Um, being aware of what's happening around me. Um, a lot of people say that I have RDF resting dick face, dick face, um, because I'm, I'm a, like, I just come off as not, not a jerk, but, but like, 
I'm serious. Like in the moment I'm watching, I'm assessing, I'm looking at hands, I'm watching waistbands, I'm looking at mannerisms, behavior. I'm like, all of those things are factored into being situationally aware. So if I can avoid mm. something because I've been made aware of it prior to it being up like in front of my face, I'm going to make that decision. And all that comes down to is training your mind and your, and your awareness to assess what's going on around you all the time. I'm sure you can add more to this whole, <clears throat> this whole talking. Yeah. Um, I thought that this was going to like make it bigger. Whoever was, whoever was talking at the time, but apparently that's not what mm -hmm. it does. No, but that's cool though. Yeah, whatever. Um, What is going on? Anyways, yeah. So um, I um, don't. I definitely am not as on alert as much here as I was in Arizona. Um, mm -hmm. It's definitely a lot different here, and yeah. um, a lot of people kind of. I don't know. People just don't understand the difference in the different environments, but that's okay. Yep. Like, it's just the way that the world is. There's different areas mm -hmm. that are different. And, um, <clears throat> like, even, like, downtown here, there's, like, three homeless people, you know? Like, yeah, um, it's pretty it's pretty crazy. And um, not that they're all violent, but they can, they can be. And a lot of times the reason that they're homeless is because of some sort of addiction or something like that, which can lead to violence based on, x y and z factors so it's definitely something to consider um and you know it's you know um minor things like going to the store at night um parking on you know under a light or parking as close to the store as possible mm -hmm. or whatever it is um whether you know it's a female you're it's a female you're a female or you're a dude or whatever it is i mean it's just minor things to consider and um like and i always try to say to like uh, a lot of people don't realize this but well people realize this they just ignore it i think um but if like if you're a if you're a parent like if you're a mom like let's just say you're a mom and you have children you should always have a gun mm -hmm. it's you should always have a gun you should always have a gun. Um, and um, because knife is not going to really do much. Pepper spray is not going to do anything. Tasers, the tasers that people buy don't do anything. Um, and I know a lot of people are like, you know, well, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to shoot anybody. I don't think anybody really wants to shoot anybody. But the problem no. is, is that if you take, if you take like one of those tasers, you know, like the, like they're, the bricks, like they're a little brick and they have yep. like a little tiny little thingy on there, probably maybe an inch wide. And like, it just makes a lot of noise. And like, it doesn't feel good if someone tases you with it, but it's definitely not going to incapacitate you. The only yeah. ones that really do that are the police issued ones. And you can't get those. Um, you can get similar ones and I don't know how well they work. I don't know if they, I mean, even then their accuracy in the deployment, I think is like 50%. Yeah. So it depends on the clothing they're wearing. It depends yes. on where you hit them. It depends on like all these different, all these different things. And if you don't hit them perfectly, it's not going to work. So it's just kind of important to understand um, 
that if you're a woman and you have kids, you should definitely be carrying a gun all the yeah. time. Um, not in your purse. It should be on all your the body. Time. And especially like where, yeah, oh my gosh. Yeah. Uh, you know, and I just heard, I saw another clip, um, this morning was, um, it was, I don't remember the dude's name, but it was on the Sean Ryan uh, podcast. And he was talking about what would you, what would you say to, um, a woman or someone who, um, didn't want to carry with one in the chamber. And he said, that's a dead man's gun, you know, yeah. and, uh, like you should, I mean, I mean, with anyone, right? Like um, carrying a firearm is obviously responsibility um, and it takes training and it takes intentionality and takes doing it enough to be comfortable with it. Um, but yeah, it should be on body. It shouldn't be, oh, hold on, let me dig through my purse along with, you know, 60 receipts and my car keys and all the others. Like it needs to be on body. And I'm a very grateful that Amanda carries on body um, a lot of the time, especially when the kids are in involved and we're outside but i mean even like if we're going into like a, like a church service like you know, whatever um it's a big sunday and she'll ask me hey should i bring this i'm like yes you should wear it on body okay um before she kind of was hesitant until she realized um the reality is if something were to go down when i'm not around it would be her sole responsibility for protecting the children and realizing mm -hmm. that the gun is the the greatest equalizer for a woman it levels the playing field you know terminal velocity of, of, of a projectile doesn't care if you're male or female it doesn't like it is going where it's going to go and it's the greatest equalizer um for particularly um the size despair uh, despair dis uh, uh, difference between male and female men are stronger um yeah. physically are able to to exert more energy and the firearm levels the playing field but she realized that if there was a choice between the aggressor going home alive and her going home alive that she was going to do everything in her power to make sure that she was going home alive every single time so it took taking her to the range it took um, running some drills with her. It took, you know, really showing her videos. And um, the biggest thing for her, honestly, and she's probably going to kill me for saying this, was she wanted that she found out um, that you can still dress cute and carry a firearm. That was like yeah. the biggest deciding factor. She was like, oh, I don't have to wear these like big bulky clothes. I can still dress cute. <sighs> yeah, order me that holster. So it was like, that was the game changer. I had been talking to her about it months and she found a random person on Instagram that like she can carry very cute, uh, very discreetly in cute clothes. And that was the end of the game. She was ready to, she was ready to do it. So, so this is, <laughs> um, this is Aaron's holster, um, for her. Ooh, that's a pretty. Yeah. And so this has got, it, it's peonies, right? It's peonies. Okay. And on this side is the, it's called the ulti clip. And what it does is that it makes and it, it just so that you can bites down, right? It bites down on like yoga pants or Le leggings or if whatever. If you wear jeans that aren't, um, they don't have a belt or something like that. And then it locks in. So this is one that's pretty um, legit for women. Um, dudes too. Like if yep. you're wearing shorts or something, it's a, it's a, it's a thing. Um, I don't go anywhere with like basketball shorts on except to no. the gym. So that's, not really relevant but it's definitely a, um it's useful you know it's definitely a good uh good thing to kind of consider you're gonna have to so, send me a picture of that so i can i can show the lady yeah ulti clip so and it goes in the same holes that uh the regular clips are in 
And, that's uh, awesome. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome, man. I know that there's a, another company that makes a big, uh, bigger version of that, and it's on the the backing of. It's designed for uh, um, leggings. It's designed for like athletic attire for women. Um, the 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 clip side is it's big. It's a bigger clip, same sort of thing where it bites down, but on the inside of the clip is uh, is a fabric, so it gives it more of a bite on the waistband mm. of like leggings or or you know yoga pants or whatever. Mm. So, like it gives it more friction. Yeah, more retention okay. uh, on the pant. I have to look up whatever, but like she was so excited because she's like, "Oh my god, I can get cactuses and I can make all the different hardware, different colors, and I can make it so mm -hmm. pretty and cute." I'm like, "Oh yes, yeah, Eclipse course. Eclipse holsters is where Aaron got hers. That they're great. I just looked at them. They were running a promotion that was pretty awesome too, made specifically for your firearm. So you send you take you know you send them exactly what." you know you whether it's whatever glock 43 glock 19 okay i have the extended mag release i have a you know a muzzle whatever you have on your weapon you run a weapon light you send all that information to eclipse holsters they custom make it to your pistol and then they send it to you and the lead time's not very long at all do it right because when you have a holster that's comfortable to carry you're going to carry it more frequently no, I see these people all the time that just get into shooting and they buy like the blade tech holster that every gun store has and it's atrocious and it's a giant block and it stabs you and they're just like, this is so uncomfortable. I'm not mm -hmm. going to wear it. So I'll just leave it at home this time. So then it turns, I'll just leave it home today. And then today turns tomorrow, the next day. And before you know it, they're not carrying anything anymore because it's not comfortable to carry. You need to get a, a pistol that is that matches your grip, whatever it is. I'm, I, I carry Glock. What I mean, it just is what it is. Um, my wife carries an MMP, like whatever feels better in your hand, go out to the range, rent a gun, rent them, shoot them, whatever feels comfortable in your hand, get a pistol that's comfortable, that's easy to use and a holster that's comfortable. And you're going to, and that'll set the tone for you carrying, um, all the time where it becomes part of, um, who you are. Like when there's times like, you know, in, in an airport, or if I'm going to like a, a courthouse federal building where I can't have it on, um, I feel like I'm missing a part. Uh, like I'm always like looking around, yeah. like where's, where's this piece of me that's not here. Um, and that just takes time getting used to wearing a firearm. What in whatever position you want to carry it in, whether it's appendix, whether it's, you know, at three o'clock or, you know, five, whatever, you know, wh whatever position is comfortable for you, then just, I'd rather you have a pistol and never have to use it than need a pistol and not have it. Yeah. Yeah, I Just agree. Talking about. I agree. I agree. Um, so now we're on here. Whoops. Oh, don't want to do that. Where'd he go? Well, I didn't Where'd want it to be all monstrous. All big. Oh, oh. Here we go. Oh, oh man. This one. Yeah. <clears throat> so, training, shooting, martial arts. Yes, sir. So the training, so I, I broke this up into three different parts just because there's a few different things. So like training kind of covers everything, but I'm also talking about like training, like fitness training, um, working out, exercising, which kind of falls under martial arts a little bit sometimes too. But like, um, just like, this is just for me. So if I'm, you know, I, I'm working out usually three, four or five times a week. Um, and then jujitsu is anywhere from two to four times a week, depending on the week and how I'm, how broken I feel. 
Um, and then I try to go shooting at least twice a month. And when I do shooting, I'm doing um, reloads. I'm not just standing there and just like yeah, shooting at a target. I'm drawing from concealment. I'm drawing and I'm shooting and, um, uh, you know, moving and reloading and malfunctions and, you know, and all this kind of stuff that kind of is pertinent to normal practice. Right. So, yeah. I've gotten to the point where I'm able to shoot from concealment in less than a second and a half at a head at seven yards. And um, it's not necessary, I don't think, because there's going to be. I just think that there's not as many instances where that's going to happen. Um, the only thing I can really think of is like. Drawing and getting on target, right? So I mm -hmm. think that's going to be a main thing and shooting that fast isn't going to be as necessary maybe yeah but um so like um we had an example where this last on sunday there wasn't like a thing one of our guys who also does the av so we have like the like a raised plat um, booth i guess you could call it in the back of the sanctuary mm -hmm. and there's stairs that go up on both sides and then there's like a a partition and then it's, you know, they do all the AV and stuff. Yeah. And he also is on the safety ministry. So he saw a dude that he hadn't seen before. And he saw that he was kind of, you know, just behaving a little weird. And um, the other guy, Matt, was on uh, lead for that service. And um, so I kind of just went up onto the booth and I looked down. And I saw that it was a guy I've seen him plenty of times before. So he's not new. So that concern kind of went away. But he was, you know, pretty like overweight. And I was concerned that he was having like a cardiac issue uh, because okay. he was sweating and stuff like that. So at that point, um, I kind of was thinking, all right, all right so what's going to happen is, is medically. And this is part of the training thing. Um, medical training um, doesn't have to be anything crazy, but understand mm -hmm. like what happens and what it looks like and stuff like that. Yep. And um, <clears throat> so he was super sweaty. Um, he kept wiping his brow. He was like, he's probably, he's probably three something. And he had jean shorts on yeah. with boots and a hoodie. And um, just, and then, so where I was standing on the plat on the, I don't even know, I guess it's a booth. Yeah, it's a booth. Where yeah. I was standing, I was probably, man, maybe five yards away, if that. And um, it was, uh, I was at a downward angle so if i needed to if what you know worst case scenario something happened and i needed to do something i would have been able to get him yeah with a headshot pretty quickly without i probably wouldn't do a headshot probably do like body shots that close yeah and because there's people all around them so yeah um yeah. So I don't know, but I, I, that's like things that I was thinking about while it was happening. Yep. Also like maybe like, okay, this dude is probably going to have a medical thing anyways. Yeah. Um, so he ended up getting up and leaving and I followed him out and he like went into the bathroom real quick and then started walking out and I followed him out. And then the other uh, Matt, he went out to his truck and Matt followed him out there and kind of was like, Hey man, he's like, just wanted to check on you. See, you know, make sure you're doing okay. And he said, no, I'm not. And so he's like, I just need to get out of here. So we didn't know what was going on. And, um, you know, we kind of, we know we were talking on the radios and stuff like that, just kind of communicating. And 
when Matt walked up to his window, he didn't roll it down initially. He kind of was looking at him all crazy, like, well, yeah. And uh, Matt had told me to st- to you know to stay back. So when we walked out, I was right behind him. He's like, hey, just hang back a little bit. And I was like, all right. I didn't think the dude was going to be anything dangerous. I just wanted to make sure that he wasn't going to have like a medical thing. <clears throat> yeah. So anyways, he left. And, you know, we talked about it and stuff like that. And he's like, man, I probably shouldn't ask you to wait. And I was like, well, I don't know if it's been that big of a deal. But um, so they kind of stayed out in the parking lot. And then long story yeah. short, basically found out that the dude um, is having marital issues. And so <clears throat> he was there without his family. And he didn't even mm. stay past worship, and um, so we uh, got we we didn't know who he, we didn't know his name because he's not very like talkative or whatever. But yeah, we pulled up security footage, showed it to one of our greeters who knew his name and basically knew everything with his story. And so we gave the information to Justin, and then I think he's con- he contacted him at some point yeah. this week, so just to check on him. Um, so that's like kind of all that stuff coming, coming into play. Right. So we're understanding yeah. like the shooting aspect of it. Um, understanding where your target's at, what's behind it, especially yep. in that situation. And if anyone is on, is watching this and or listening to this and, um, you carry in your church, understand that there's more than likely a safety team, uh, there and they are the ones who yeah. should be dealing with an emergency if it comes up. Um, they likely have someone on staff that's medically trained. They have communication. They have all this stuff to communicate throughout the team and throughout the, con- um, well, how would you say it? Not um, staff, throughout the staff, mm-hmm. whoever, you know, whatever, whatever the situation is going to be. If someone's there or someone has some s- sort of training to kind of, mitigate any situation until you know that higher echelon of help comes whether it be law enforcement or ambulance or something like that so yeah um you know just kind of keep that in mind yeah training is encompassing too right like if you don't have medical training or first aid or you know stop the bleed or whatever there's courses that are happening all over all the time like you just gotta you know look at a reputable course that's in your city and make it happen um we tend to get busy and put things off as not a priority because you know in our mind that's a far away you know thing and i heard mike glover from fieldcraft survival talk about one time and he's like everywhere i go in my truck and on body is a tourniquet Mm -hmm. and in the visor of my truck he's like i am a thousand times more likely to use the tourniquet in my visor to stop yeah. the bleed of someone who's been in a car accident than yep. I would be to use it on someone who was injured um, right. in some sort of gun exchange and being aware of that too. Right. Like um, I think he meant, I think he said um, <clears throat> he's more likely to use medical stuff than, sh- than use his gun. Yeah. Uh-huh, yeah. 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 But it's like, he, that's the training is is required and especially like if you know listeners or whatever think about joining a safety team at a church of you know your place of worship um those are all things that'll be necessary for you to do also but i mean even down to your family unit right like knowing how to like be able to help the people who mean the most to you you know take the training you'll never know when you need it whether it's someone in your household you know you see something out uh, like at dinner or whatever like knowing first aid, CPR, stop the bleed, all those kind of things. Um, 
dude, the training's available. So, you know, I, I need to do more of that as well, like personally, you know, and it's just um, all that's necessary. And it all kind of goes hand in hand. So, right, like training on all regards will flow right into being better equipped to be the leader of your home, right? So the more first aid training, the more tactical training, the more, um, you know, physical training, all the things that you can do, um, for first and foremost, go to bettering you to lead your, your first ministry, which is your home, your marriage. Um, all those things play into it. It gives you more confidence. It makes you, you'll be able to walk into a room and assess the more, um, the more knowledge and the more understanding you have, the better you can um, observe the situation that's happening around you. You're like, okay, this is escalating. This is de-escalating. I know how to de-escalate this. Um, all that is just training that's available. Um, and it's our due diligence to do it as men, particularly um, to be able to, first of all, protect our family and our kids. And then second of all, to, um, to protect those around us who are in need, right? Um, yeah, go right ahead, read this whole, read that scripture. Oh uh, yeah, so it's Luke eleven twenty one. When a strong man, fully armed, guards his own house, his possessions are safe. Yep. So yep, um, you got to protect your home, bro. No one's going to do it for you. What's Google the average response time of a police officer during a nine one one call? It's like seven minutes. Right. And anyone who's done any jujitsu at all. Um, no, seven minutes is a freaking long time. Some places of Phoenix, the response time's 14 minutes, 21 minutes. Like you, they, you know, yeah, with that, that's a, all the time. you are your that's first a brown, response. that's a brown belt round, seven minutes, an adult yeah. brown belt. Yeah. It's a long time. That's what we train, dude. At the, at my gym, everything's seven minutes, bro. Seven minute rounds. Mm -hmm. And I'm a blue belt getting my face smashed into the ground by a very, very seasoned brown belt, such as Pierre. If you ever listen to this, you're very mean. You're a bully, but I like you. And he did text me today if I was yeah. going to night class. But yeah, Mr. Marcos. Mr. Marcos. And he he likes to he likes to ask questions about you while he's um, in the process of submitting me. So that's always fun. And he's like, why are you laughing? I'm like, because I know it's coming and I can't stop it. You're about to take my arm off. Okay. And then I'm like, Oh, look at the clock. Oh my God. I still have five, four, four and a half minutes. minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that's why, um, that's why like, I'm glad that you, um, that you started training again. Not that, cause you don't like, you wouldn't necessarily forget it. Um, but I think like because so one of the things that a lot of people don't understand is that the the cardio that you get from rolling is not the same as like running or CrossFit or you know maybe CrossFit a little bit, um, but no. not not nearly not nearly as long. And um, so that's kind of something that I like want. I mean, it's really hard to get across. So I. Um, I always invite dudes from the safety team. Like there's a guy on our safety team. His name's George. He's an ice agent. And um, I was telling like, Hey dude, I was like, if you want to come train, like come train. And um, you know, like there's no, there's no like requirements for it. Like you don't have to like, like I'll just train. I'll just train with you. Like we'll go, we'll go in on a Saturday or Sunday after church or whatever. And I'll do specific law enforcement training with you or whatever. And um it's very, I think it's super important 
especially if you're older. And the reason being is because like, so for me, there are a lot of dudes who are younger than me who are faster. Um, I work out, you know, so I'm strong um, and I train. So my cardio is not terrible, but like, I mean, the age is, age is a factor always. And um, if there's like a younger dude who is wanting to get crazy, then, you know, I know that I have the ability to at least stop them from moving mm-hmm. freely for an extended period of time. Right. Um, I usually practice like on guard um, or, you know, like underside or whatever. And so if for anyone who doesn't know what I'm talking about, they're like, I don't know what you're talking about on guard or underside. So basically what, what I'm saying is I usually practice rounds from the bottom from a point of not in dominance. Holy crap, dude. This is really driving me crazy. <clears throat> so I practice in those positions of like not good that are not necessarily yeah. good positions and try yeah, to protect myself. Yeah. And then, yeah. And then, and then use it and then get up on top and then, or, you know, submit or whatever, try to tire them down, whatever it is. And in all these situations, I'm, I'm kind of practicing like, because I know that if I get on top, I can get on mount and then stop them from moving. But my goal is to like, let's say I'm in a bad situation and I have to, I don't know, let's say I fall down or something like that. And the dude's coming at me and I'm like on my butt and I'm doing butt scoots and I got my hand up protecting myself, you know, and I don't need to, um, draw like if if like they don't have a weapon or anything there's no justification for me to pull my pistol right so i need to be able to protect myself from someone who is in a superior position and and that's kind of that's like where my mindset is at Mm -hmm. Um, i'm not a i'm not a competitor i don't plan on competing anytime soon um so that's kind of where i'm at i want to be realistic and um so that's kind of why i do gi and no gi also and yeah it helps a lot (laughs) You know, and, and part of even that whole process of training jujitsu, um, you have like adrenaline dumps, you have all the hormonal responses to an altercation. I mean, even in the, when you feel like your breathing is interrupted, most people panic. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. And in jujitsu, you have to learn how to quiet your mind, how to calm down, when to rest. Cause half of that, like you could take a triathlete and put him in a seven minute round and three minutes in dude is gassed because he's using all his strength all his might continuously for three minutes whereas the dude that knows jujitsu and knows when to rest knows certain positions yeah i'm chilling like if i got you inside control which is grabbing of energy that for me is a is a is a position in which i i'm resting and knowing when to rest and training your mind to do so be patient under pressure and to be calm. Um, and that part of the training in jujitsu is knowing when to, to be calm, um, and to, um, know when to, to be aggressive and, and push, push, push the pace, attack, 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 and then rest. And knowing that process is training your mind how to do that. And, you know, being capable of violence is true. So, um, Everyone's heard the the scripture, um, the the meek uh, shall inherit the earth, right? 
Um, and a lot of times we, I mean, Meek is just a bad translation. I sent you a clip earlier uh, last week and um, the clip really is, um, it was talking about um, Meek, the way Meek is translated in the Bible is, um, is a poor translation of what Meek means. A lot of times we think Meek as like weak, incapable, um, soft-spoken, kind of, you know, a gentle person. Um, but what meek really means in that context of the meek shall inherit the earth is better translated. Um, those who know how to use their, their swords, but keep them sheathed will inherit the earth. Um, all through the old Testament, um, God commands his people to, I mean, at certain points, exterminate entire, entire races, entire people groups. And, he calls us to be um, to be capable of violence, but choose to operate in peace. Um, and uh, I can't remember exactly how it was spoken, but um, what keeps people at bay, right? Like if someone who trains, who's proficient at firearms, who trains a martial art, um, there's the way you hold yourself is different. Like, yeah, you can come at me, but you're going to mm -hmm. end up with a shattered orbital bone or I'm going to break your arm. And like, obviously they teach you to, to deescalate. The goal would be to um, get the person that's aggressing. Um, if there's no weapons involved into a position in which they can't get out of. And then dude, I don't want to hurt you, but you're going to force me to hurt you. That's entirely right. different than I fly off the handle and just beat this dude's face in. Um, and all of a sudden there's a bloody mess. And now I have, uh, there's a police report. Um, being capable of violence is what keeps evil men at bay. Okay. What keeps evil isn't the fact that, um, you know, God's people are just these pushover people. What, what keeps evil away is a capable good guy is someone that's a capable, of extreme concise violence, which is what Tim Kennedy says, You're like scorched earth, everything you own and burn to the ground, scorched earth. Um, mm -hmm. And then on the transverse side of that is his kids will never understand the level of violence he is capable of by how gentle and kind he is to them. That's how men of God should be. We should be capable of scorched earth, extreme violence, but our children will only know gentleness and kindness. That doesn't mean the ability is gone. It's choosing when and where we take that ability and put that into actionable ability. Having the ability to be extremely violent is the balance that keeps evil from overtaking. You know, the only way to stop a bad guy with a gun is a good guy with a gun. And all this, these people are like, oh, I'll just call the police. No, you won't, dude. Because by the time you make that phone call, even if you have time to pick up your cell phone, the crime's already been committed. You're hurt or dead or your family's in jeopardy. Right. Bro, you are your first response. As men, that is our job. Be capable of violence in order to keep our family and the ones that we love safe, period. That's how this thing whole needs, this whole thing needs to pan out. We have to be capable of extreme violence if the time comes. And having already counted the responsibility of that within yourself, I have made a decision. I carry a gun because I've counted every possible outcome and accepted the responsibility. If this thing comes out of its holster, someone is going to meet the creator. Okay. That mm -hmm. I have accepted that responsibility, but I've accepted that responsibility as a way to protect my wife, my children, my parents, my brother, my sisters, like all of them. I've made that decision. 
And I really took some time before God, like, you know, kind of even with like what we had talked about a couple of weeks ago, you're like, what's it, you know, it says we shouldn't murder, but like what's going, mm -hmm. there's a difference between cold hearted murder and killing someone in the, def in the defense of yourself. That's not murder. Okay. That is taking a human life that you've counted the cost of. It's not cold blooded, like Jeffrey Dahmer style where I'm just a serial killer because I'm cannibal. Okay. Um, that is what they're talking about, but being able to respond appropriately and having the discernment and the wisdom to know, and obviously state laws goes back into that. Um, what is an acceptable use of force and knowing all that and being prompt, but being capable to the, the exact, um, to the furthest possible outcome would be to take a human life. You need to be able and counted that as a responsibility before you ever put a gun on your waist. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. And it's very, um, it's understanding like what, so you have to understand like what is justifiable. Um, mm -hmm. and you have to look at the laws and, and kind of like practice, I guess, I don't know if like it's it practice would be the word, but you have to understand what the laws are and be able to like understand them to the level where you're able to implement the, um, the practice of, that knowledge in a stressful situation. So yep. the main thing um, I know like here in Arizona are basically the same thing as far as laws go. And um, the justification is protection of uh, imminent death or threat of bodily injury. Mm -hmm. um, so basically anything from someone coming at me with a knife or I would have to say maybe two or more guys coming at me that I'm, you know, in fear of my life. And that's one of the reasons why yeah. I started jujitsu too, is that um, I didn't want to be put into a situation where I drew my gun and shot at someone or shot someone. And then they go to court and they're like, well, you're, you know, five, 10, 200 something pounds. You're a combat vet and blah, blah, blah. Why don't you just fight them? And I'm like, I didn't want to be where I was in a position that I'd say, I, yep. I don't know how to fight. Because before I started doing jujitsu, I had no idea how to fight or at all. Mm -hmm. and I didn't want, and like at that point they'd be like, okay, like yeah. you're in the army for this song. You don't know how to fight. So I just didn't want to be put in that position. And ultimately um, I wanted to, you know, be, be better. <clears throat> yeah. And so in any, in any instance where at, in uh, the, the use of deadly force for Arizona and Idaho and a lot of States that are fairly ish pro second amendment is you know life limb or eyesight mm -hmm. kind of a thing and oh <laughs> i'm like three yeah uh, you're like you missed that bro <laughs> but yeah and, um, for real <clears throat> and knowing that and and i feel like that was extreme use of wisdom in that too because now you've just added another layer that you have before you get to drawing the weapon right like yeah. if you're comfortable with defending yourself with your hands and your feet like you said before i'm confident in my ability to handle someone who doesn't have a weapon um that is a whole nother level of um insurance that you don't have to get to the highest tier which is unholstering and using your weapon um because that would be the worst right like unholstering a weapon and using it and then 
like what you said in the court, well, why didn't you do X, Y, and Z? Did you have, right. you know, this in your pocket? You could have done this this way. Well, now you're just guilty of, you know, manslaughter or worse, right? Yep. Um, it's our responsibility to seek out the training. Yes, jujitsu can be somewhat costly, but you're investing in a skill set that doesn't diminish. Okay. Like, Yes, your skills get rusty. Like you said before, you don't forget jujitsu. It might take a minute for like the sequences of where handhold, where your grips go, where this thing works to get back into the groove of jujitsu. But once you learn technique, like that's hardwired into your brain now. And that skill set is an attribute that is a level of safety for you uh, in the eyes of legality um, and also gives you the ability to handle something without jumping to um, a use of deadly force situation. Right. Yep. Just, everyone should just train jujitsu and everyone, the whole world would be a better place. Honestly. I mean, yeah. I mean, honestly, like I, I have never met a dude that shows up to the gym having a terrible day and leaves the mat in the same mindset and mentality. Well, the problem Situations is, is that not a lot of people can, can handle jujitsu. Like a lot of people can't handle the constant getting beat up or the failure for so long before they're able to yes. know how to do anything. So the learning curve yeah. is so significant. We just, you know, the attrition is so high. So um, <laughs> just before we kind of end this, I wanted to read this uh, Acts 20, 28 through 30. So um, this one, I think, kind of encompasses everything that we just talked about. And it's uh, keep watch over yourselves and all the flock of which Holy Spirit has made you overseers. Be shepherd of the church of God, which he bought with his own blood. I know that after I leave, savage wolves will come in among you and you will not spare and among you and will not spare the flock. Even from your own number, men will arise <clears throat> and distort the truth in order to draw away disciples after them. So that's Acts 20, verse 28 through 30. Yep. And it just kind of under it kind of tells me that Jesus knows. Like I think I believe this is probably in red because it sounds like it's in red. Maybe. That may it, it was in oh, Axel. So, probably not then. Probably not, but it might be a quote or for like directed from a teaching. You know what I mean? Let me yeah, well, we got 20. I bring it up. Who does that? Paul? Paul, right? Paul did X. I believe he did. Yes. Let me find out. Yeah, it's Paul. Paul means Ephesian leaders. So that's from Paul. Hey. Oh, and I already had it highlighted in my on my Bible app as well. So <laughs> Um, yeah, so it, it, it just kind of tells you like the evil, evil is out there. Um, just because you're a Christian and you go to church and you do, and you do what you, the, the best that you can to be a good practicing Christian does not mean that evil isn't going to happen. And it does not mean that you can be complacent and kind of yep. just be like, oh, well, you know, Jesus is going to protect me. Yeah. Yeah. You get protected, but from, from, from Satan, not from people on earth the so fallen yeah the fallen world yeah in mind it's not something that uh 
you know, you can kind of just let go to the wayside. So, yep. A hundred percent. All right. Hey, so that was dope. I like talking about this stuff. Yeah. I got to go train jujitsu now, dude. What time is your class? Four or four fifteen? Oh, dang. Yeah. So now, Wednesdays is the only one that's super early. Otherwise it's six 30. Oh, well then. But now Jaren's training right. and he's a, a parent. He's apparently signed us up for three classes. He's like, I'm going to do no gi and then I'm going to do my class and I'm going to do the uh, white belt class. I'm like, okay, buddy. Let's do the same it. day. Yeah. He wants to do three tonight. So the 415, 6, uh, 415, then his class is 530 to 630 and then 630 to 8. So he's going to do like three something hours of jiu jitsu. Dang. You got it bit. Let's pray real quick, y'all. Thank you for uh, listening to the God Guns and Family podcast. Find us on all platforms, God Guns and Family podcast. Uh, email us, man. Any questions, thoughts you want to talk about at you know, God Guns and Family podcast at gmail.com. Do it like Nike. But let's pray before we get yeah. out of here. Jesus, we just uh, thank you for the privilege and honor it is um, and the wisdom and understanding to pursue you in all fronts, Lord. And that means uh, to also be a protector of our family, our friends, our people we love. So Lord, I pray that every single person that hears this, God, is just uh, spurred to action within their own lives and um, to be more wise and to be cunning and um, uh, just to have the understanding, Lord, that you're, you're, you can provide, Lord. So I pray that you uh, draw us closer, you deepen our understanding, our wisdom, our knowledge, our discernment, and it's all for your glory, Lord. So it can be a better steward of the gift that you've given us, which is life and life eternally into the full, Lord. So we surrender to you and give you all the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Later, guys. Take it easy. Take it easy. Bye, love you. Bye.